welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA. We're at the final episode in our series on workforce development and are using this as an opportunity to highlight some of the key points our guests have made these past two months. We've talked about the pipeline and the importance of early accounting exposure for high school and college students, how public and private industry approach continual learning for their staff, the skills that will be most in demand for professionals in the future, the value of integrating DE&I into these conversations, and so much more. In 2021, there was a 17% drop in employed accountants and auditors from a 2019 peak, according to a Bloomberg tax analysis. Deloitte ranks the talent shortage among the top challenges that are expected to influence or disrupt businesses this year. This is a pain point the entire profession is experiencing, and OSCPA is ready to take action. In March, OSCPA held a town hall on workforce development at Columbus State Community College, a gathering of a wide range of accounting professionals to talk about what it means to solve this issue in the profession and in our state. I'll first share this excerpt from our episode with Scott Wiley, CEO and President of OSCPA, Tiffany Crosby, CPA and Chief Learning Officer at OSCPA, and Craig Marshall, also a CPA, an assurance partner at EY in the 2022-2023 OSCPA Board of Directors Chair. Scott, can you tell me for those who might not be familiar with the term, what is workforce development? Thanks, Jessica. You know, as we think about workforce de- workforce development, you know, particularly through the lens of the profession, we're really thinking about how do we help prepare professionals or workers with the skills necessary for the types of jobs that they're encountering today, but more importantly, for the type of work that we know is going to be a huge part of the future. So it's really about prioritizing the value of ongoing learning and competency development as well as making sure that meets the needs, the demands, if you will, of employers. So the goal in workforce development, as we think about it, is how are we placing workers or professionals in roles where their career development opportunities are really able to be nurtured, to help a company meet its challenges, its opportunities, to ensure that they have an adequate supply of qualified talent to meet their challenges and their opportunities in the future. So it's really, how are we developing talent? How are we meeting businesses opportunities and taking those two together to really propel us and accelerate the path forward? And we think it's an incredible opportunity for the profession to not only be a part of, but really to help shape and drive for business. And Tiffany, how would you say we got to this place in the profession where workforce development has become an issue, something that we really need to be intentional about addressing? So when we look at the profession from a talent, just pipeline standpoint, we've always worked on the pipeline and and attracting talent to the pipeline. But there came a point in time where we realized that we also needed to be equally focused on retention of that talent within the workforce and also on this idea that the environment, the business environment is continually changing and it's requiring new skill sets. And so there was this emphasis on upskilling and reskilling. And so there was this need to try and bring that all together and make it a holistic focus and not disjointed, but really how do we bring together talent acquisition, talent 
talent retention, and talent development. And that really came together under this holistic concept of workforce development. How are we trying to make sure that we are looking at it at every point of career progression and all of the ways that the business environment is changing, not just automation, but just new business models and all of those other things that are really demanding skill set changes within mid-career professionals as well as early career professionals. Craig, knowing where we are right now with workforce development, you bring such a great perspective with your experience in public accounting. How have you seen kind of this workforce development issue evolve over the years to, to where we are now? That's a great question. And I think, uh, you know, my experience is it's an area that we can not only have we uh, started to address, but we need to continually focus on. Uh, when I, when I think about it, um, you know, television and movies, in my opinion, have inaccurately portrayed individuals, um, you know, with green visors and, and pocket protectors. And we're doing ourselves a disservice. You know, the impressionable minds of today really need to hear and see about, you know, the, the profession that is there at the start, the profession that's at the table from when a product is thought about to its, you know, until it's finished. It needs to hear about the fact that more than 25% of CEOs across America have an accounting undergraduate degree. It needs to hear such people and entrepreneurs as Phil Knight, you know, the founder of Nike, you know, John Grisham, the author of Time to Kill, um, you know, Janet Jackson, you know, the, the famous singer, Mick Jagger. And the list goes on of people that, you know, have launched their careers with an accounting background. And it, it's a wonderful profession. Uh, you have an opportunity to, to take your profession in so many directions. It's a valuable asset down the road, no matter where you go. If you walk through the halls of a of a client or a company, not only are you going to see accountants, you know, working on the financial statements, but you're going to see them in operations. You're going to see them in mergers and acquisitions. You're going to see them in treasury. You're going to see them in HR. It's just a valuable opportunity. And the one thing we also don't talk about is it's the one profession that, regardless of the economy, has continued to hire and give people opportunities to build on that foundation at the college and grow. We saw that during the downturn of 2001. We saw it during the financial crisis of 08. So, you know, the perception of accounting needs to improve. And, you know, I think it'll help our pipeline. And I think as the impressionable minds out there learn about it um, and see what we're doing with not just um, the, the marketing of it, but what we're doing around workforce development and helping individuals build on that foundation they're going to be really excited about their choice of careers in the future. In an episode focusing on education, I was joined by Tracy Miller, Program Chair of Accounting at Franklin University, who offered her perspective on what continual learning looks like for the profession. Because when you think about this idea that you maybe have gone to college or university, you maybe either have received a degree or you maybe got some education and then you came out into your career, well, your career doesn't stay static mm -hmm. and it doesn't stay the same and the business environment is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And that's what workforce development is. Workforce development ensures 
that you have all the skills that you need in order to be ready for the ever-changing business environment. And it's that concept of life long learning, that everything is changing in our jobs, and we need to be lifelong learners to ensure that we can meet the needs of our um, business and our employers and our customers and and that we're prepared for, for what's happening in the environment. I'm curious, your perspective on workforce development within the profession, have you noticed over the years, has it become more topical? Have people been bringing it up more? Or do you feel like it's just now starting to get, you know, be passed around in conversation? Yeah, you know, I um, I saw on social media or read an article on the Internet the other day that was talking about the rapid change that employees are experiencing now in in all types of profession, really. But I think we've certainly been experiencing it in the accounting profession. Um, and I think that that's something that's different than when we look at the accounting profession 30 years ago, let's say, or 20 years ago. You know, now things, technology advances so fast um the the rate of change is extremely fast that we currently experience and that creates a need for workforce development because if we don't stay up with all of those changes with all of that advancement in technology then we're going to be left out Accountants, when I say we, accountants are going to be left out of solving business problems. Um, there's going to be a, some other um, profession that comes in to solve those business problems for us. And, and so I think workforce development has always been important for CPAs because of our continuing education requirements. But I think it's now we have to think more specifically about what type of development do I need and really identifying the the skills that you need and where your gaps are and then finding, um, you know, resources like Franklin University or like the Ohio Society to be able to skill you up to get you ready for, you know, what you're experiencing now. Definitely. And when we talk about upskilling, reskilling, are there any areas that you think are particularly popular for CPAs? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in the area of data analytics, Mm -hmm. anything related to technology, um, you know, in the area of automation, uh, visualization, data cleaning, so all of that intelligent kind of data technology area is a big area that I think that we need to ensure that accountants are skilled in and getting upskilled in. Um, the other area that I'm seeing a lot of talk about is in the area of ESG, so environmental, social, and governance reporting. I think that that area is a, a just a significant amount of opportunity 
for accountants to be involved in that conversation. And so learning more about ESG reporting, understanding the needs of businesses when it comes to ESG, I think we have a lot of opportunity there also. I think that sometimes accountants view our CPE requirements as just like a check the box kind of thing, like, oh, this is just something I have to do every year, and I'm just going to figure out the easiest way to get my CPE credit and get it done in the fastest amount of time. And I don't think that we think strategically about it or carefully about it, about what we need as accountants to upskill our own skill sets and then also for our business. And so I think that if we did a better job of regularly assessing what are the needs of the job that I'm in currently, and also if employers did a better job of identifying to their employees these are the skill sets that we see that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would be really beneficial for the accounting profession. Um, so I think sometimes we just we just take the same old classes, you know, oh, we need a tax update. Oh, we need a, this update. Oh, we need that update. Um, but we don't really think about, well, what, is, what are the skills that if I were to hire someone, I would want them to have right now? Those are really the skills that, you know, employees who have been in the workforce for a while should be thinking about getting upscaled in. Because the fact is, is that, you know, here at Franklin, we're producing students that come out that have these skills. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be left out of the workforce. I also spoke with Jason Wigand, Senior Director for North American Tax for Procter & Gamble, about the skills he sees staff come in with and how that will evolve in the future. As I think about workforce development, I actually almost think about it as a responsibility. And I think it's a responsibility um, that has two steps. So, I, And I think in the first step, it's about how do we in the accounting profession go about creating a broad and diverse pool of candidates that are interested in doing what we do on a daily basis in the profession? Um, and have the right still skills uh, to succeed in, in the profession. So that's the first step I think about. The second step I think about once we get folks interested in, in being um, in a particular uh, workforce is then how do we continue to develop the workforce um, so they can be successful to, uh, to meet the challenges of a evolving working environment as we see in the accounting uh, profession. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's, it's a responsibility we all have to continue to develop the workforce. I think it's an iterative process that changes um, over time, and it's one that certainly a lot of stakeholders have to participate in. I mean, we and companies like, you know, P&G have to participate. Organizations like the Ohio Society CPAs has to participate, um, and schools, colleges um, all have to participate for workforce development to truly be successful. And you mentioned a lot of great points um, just now, Jason, but one that I know that I wanted to ask you about was you mentioned skills um, and the importance of making sure people have the necessary skills for uh, the work that is going to be demanded and needed in the future. 
Um, from your perspective, what skills are you seeing um, that are, are needed and also what skills are um, workers coming in with? So I think um, the accounting profession today is very different than the accounting profession was, um, you know, 23 years ago when I graduated from college and started my my journey. When I think about 23 years ago, it was about, do you know the debits and credits? Can you do intermediate financial accounting, et cetera? Today, we spend a lot more time uh, wanting to understand what uh, skills people have in the area of technology. Um, of course, the, the basic knowing how to do the technical bits of accounting are important, but knowing how to do that in a way that is efficient using modern technology, being able to analyze big data sets is becoming um, increasingly important in all um, aspects of, of what we do. And, you know, it's it's important because we also see our business partners uh, spending more time in, in this area of technology. And so we've got to make sure that we as accounting professionals or tax professionals um, can talk the same language as what our business partners are doing or using the same technologies. And I think the other area that's that's really important from a, a skill development standpoint is the ability to effectively communicate. Um, and that can be in both written and verbal uh, formats. Uh, you know, I, I think about uh, one of the college classes I had when I was at Miami University was the, the communications class where you have to be able to make speeches and you have to be able to do impromptu speeches. And as a college student, I, I didn't enjoy that. But now that I've been out in the workforce for such a long time, I can see how important that is, the ability to convey your thoughts very succinctly in a short amount of time, um, and also the ability to um, to write effectively and concisely. Uh, you know, I, I think back to some of the classes I took even in high school and how appreciative I am that I, I spent time practicing writing. I think that's enormously um, important to be successful in a very complex field like accounting. And those skills, you know, communication and um, having an, an understanding of technology and, and the advancements that come along with that, is that something that you're seeing you need to train a lot of people on? Are they coming in with these skills already? And this could be, you know, I know it kind of depends on the the career level that people are at. It, it might be different for people that, you know, are fresh out of college versus those who have been working for 10 or 20 years. Yeah, there's no doubt that we spend a lot of time on the technology front training the, the folks that have been in the workforce for a while on how to leverage new technologies and become more efficient. Uh, so this kind of goes back to that responsibility and workforce development that I talked about where it, it doesn't stop once you get into the workforce. It continues, you know, through your entire career. But what we focus on is depends upon the level of the person. So, for instance, um, some of our more senior people, We'll do technology training, but it's just so that there is awareness about what technology can do and it can help to identify, you know, potential problems that can be solved through technology. But that's different for maybe some of our younger folks where we may spend more time developing, you know, or training on the details of how to use technology because there's more of an expectation that they're going to be more into the data, more into the numbers, more into the process and, and have to develop 
new solutions um, using the technology. And I think communication is very similar. Um, we do a lot of internal training on communication and communication skills, and I think that's something that constantly evolves based upon the job you're in, based upon your position within the organization, um, based upon the people you're trying to communicate to. So, you know, it's that's an area that I think there's a, a baseline requirement or baseline expectation for folks coming in to an organization, but it's a, a constant area of learning and growth opportunity for everybody. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this for 23 years and I still get feedback on how to more effectively communicate. And so I, I try to learn something new every day in both of these areas, um, frankly. Do you have any predictions or, you know, hopes for the accounting profession in terms of workforce development in the future? You know, I would hope that the profession realizes that they need to continue to self-invest in itself uh, to sustain um, the growth of the talent pool, to sustain the right skills. Um, you know, if I if I think about growing up as a kid, like I, I'm sure I didn't grow up saying, hey, I want to be an accountant. I'm sure I said I wanted to be a um, major league baseball player or I wanted to be a politician or a lawyer but the only reason I ended up in the profession is because my dad's an accountant um, and he talked to me about how it could be a great profession uh, how it's an important uh, aspect of, of business and how frankly if you want to go be a lawyer um, still being a, having an accounting background is, is a great thing so I I think we need to continue as a profession to invest in ourselves to you know explain to people, the opportunities, the benefits, um, the challenges of the profession. So if we continue to do that, then I think the profession will be just fine. And finally, we have this insight from our CEO, Scott Wiley, who you heard earlier in the episode on the future of the profession and the role OSCPA has to play in workforce development. This profession is the profession of change. And I'm sure there are a number of people listening like, did he really just say that? This is the profession of change. This is the profession that business turns to, the people they turn to, to navigate change, to help them navigate change. So when we talk about reinvention, it's at the core of who CPAs are, what they do, how they help their clients, the trust they bring, the integrity, the quality, the care. But don't take my word for it. Think of these things. You know, a lot of people are talking about the change we're noticing in the profession. Some are feeling it's too much, too fast, and too soon. And the reality is, you may feel that way, but feeling that way is not going to change that and slow that down. Consider this, and it's not just the largest firms anymore, but Ohio-based firms are significantly investing in offshoring now. Ohio-based firms are opening physical offices in India, in the Philippines, to help alleviate their human capital needs. That's a permanent change, a permanent reinvention. You know, we talk about the pipeline, but we also have to remember we don't operate in a vacuum. I was talking to the head of workforce development for Kaplan the other day. And they shared this, 
75 million baby boomers are set to retire between now and 2030. 75 million. The population of traditional college-age students is expected to drop by 15% between 2025 and 2030. That's not pandemic-related. That's the size of the population-related. On top of that, we've got a challenge in America in the workforce as it relates to men of prime working age who are either not working or are not seeking work. And that's compounded by the continued focus on failure, our failure as a society to lift up young people and workers from underserved communities. So we've got a massive demographic issue on both ends of the age spectrum. You know, so we don't just have a wave of retirements, but also we have a receding replacement pipeline of 18-year-olds. That's a fact. That's a fact for the workforce. It's not just accounting-related, but we are certainly feeling it. So in addition to those things, you know, as it relates to workforce, we've got a titanic moment. You know, this iceberg is right in front of us, and there's just not enough time to turn the massive U.S. education higher education employer training ship around. We've all got to work on this and we've got to work fast. In addition, education and training is needed now in different ways than it was before. We need to focus on quality of work. How can we ensure people remain relevant with their skills and capabilities, but also can improve the quality of their jobs, their workplaces, whether they're physical or virtual, and the talent of the management you know, this isn't just about paychecks. It's about paychecks in purpose. So we've got a long, long way to go, but we cannot avoid it. The change is here, and we are reinventing. Maybe to touch on our business a little bit at the Ohio Society of CPAs, under the leadership of Tiffany and a team of our colleagues who are working with and alongside her, as you know, we are really trying to leverage the unique position that Ohio has in this effort. You know, we do have some built-in um, advantages, not only with our access to talent, but we have a state that is very much invested in these efforts about upskilling and reskilling people. You know, whether that's in our profession or in the trades or other professions. So there are some assets that we have that, as the trusted business advisor, we can help our clients better understand are at their disposal. But we too can take advantage of to upskill and re-skill ourselves. You know, I know I often will hear from members that sometimes the conversations I lead seem to focus on the next generation and the pipeline in the future. And there clearly is a component of that. But with this workforce challenge we've got, it's all hands on deck. There's not enough of next to lose what's now. So if you're part of now, we need you, we want you, but we also have a role to play to help get you ready for what's next. We cannot work in silos when it comes to solving the workforce development issue. It's simply too large for any one organization to do on its own. We are stronger as a profession when we come together, and OSCPA is committed to acting as a convener for groups and individuals who are ready to address these problems. As we continue these critical discussions, in September we will expand our workforce development efforts with another event in Columbus. If you're interested in participating, 
please contact Tiffany Crosby at T Crosby, T C R O S B Y, at ohiocpa.com. And if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, I highly, highly encourage you to go back and start from the beginning to get more detailed insight into the range of areas we covered. There is so much useful information to know when it comes to how this is impacting every aspect of the profession. Those episodes start in March and are labeled Workforce Development Series in the title. And if you have any questions or comments about the series, you can contact me at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Thanks for listening.